start in John chapter 1. Woo! Come on now. John chapter 1. Yes! That's what we do. <laughs> Hallelujah. And of course, we've got to go through the bedrock truths. Number one, God cannot lie. We know that for a fact. God cannot lie. His word is true. We can trust him. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Faith in the word and faith in your words. Faith in the word and faith in your words today. His word is true. We can trust him. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as he is, what? So are we. Amen. So in John 1, 1, must start in the beginning. Praise the Lord. Brent, man, it's good to see you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him, without him, we could do nothing. Without him, <sighs> without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. New Living says that the darkness can never extinguish it. The darkness can never extinguish you. The, me the message says it this way. The life light blazed out of the darkness. The darkness could not put it out. Could not. That's a fact. He can't put it out. Amplified, verse 5, because we like it. And the light shines on in the darkness. It shines on in. The light shines on in the darkness. Our light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, has never put it out or absorbed it or appropriated it. And I had to look up appropriate because it's big word. And it means to take without permission or consent or seize. He can't touch your stuff without your permission. He can't seize your stuff. And is unreceptive to it or unaffected by, untouched by, immune to. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, immune to. And Jesus said that what? We are the light of the world. Didn't he? The light shines on the darkness. Jesus said, we are the light of the world. James 1, 17. It says, every good, and, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, which comes down from the father of lights. We are the light of the world, but there is a father of lights that has a bunch of good gifts coming to us. And really, we are his lights that, that he's shining out on the world. Amen. So it says, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The message says this, <laughs> like this. Every desirable and every beneficial gift comes out of heaven. The gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. Can you see yourself being cascaded down yes. through him yes. all over this world? Kind of like, remember the old Bonanza when they lit the map? The, remember watching Bonanza, and, and there, was a, there was a fire that hit the map, and all of a sudden, and engulfed the whole thing? <laughs> Selah. Just like that, we're going to engulf. God has sent us here for that. Gifts are rivers of light, 
cascading down from the Father of light. There is nothing deceitful in God, nothing two-faced, nothing fickle. (laughs) He brought us to life using the true word. He brought us to life using the true word, showing us off as a crown of all his creatures. He's showing us off. Come on, that's why he wants to put us on a hill and not in a ditch, not in a well. He wants us to be seen. Again, we're talking about faith in the word, faith in your words. Matthew 24, 35, it says, um, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. God speaking, right? His words will never pass away. Never, ever, 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 ever. So you can have faith in the fact that his word is true. And it will never pass away. Let's go to um, Hebrews chapter 11. Woo! (laughs) Verse 1. Praise the Lord. Are you ready? We know this, but it's so good to read. Uh, We're going to go from 1 to 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Uh, the, the evidence of things not seen for by it or by faith the elders obtained a good report and through faith so by faith okay so you go now faith by faith now through faith in verse 3 we understand so you're going to understand through faith that the words the worlds were framed by a word from god so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. He said it, and it still is. In the beginning, he said, light be. Light is still happening. It is still going on. Uh, New Living Translation, Hebrews 11, it says, Faith is a confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. That's pretty good. (laughs) We want it to happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. Verse 2, through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. He said it. He spoke it. We see it. Now that we see, uh, now that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Um, in In the Passion, it says the power of bold faith. I like that. The power of bold faith. And, you know, we got bold faith. Amen. It says, now faith, now faith brings our hopes into reality. Yeah. And becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Verse 3, faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is unseen, to all that is seen. Man, he said it. It gave birth to everything that we see. His words. So in Hebrews eleven six 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. We have to have it. And the thing is, he gave it to us to use as a tool, as a muscle, as power. So without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must, number one, believe that he is. And number two, that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Well, we're here on a Thursday night and it's raining outside and we're diligently seeking him. Amen. On purpose, which means he's going to reward you. 
there is a reward in this. Hallelujah. There is a reward in this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on. There's a reward. I like it. I'm in the rewards. Hallelujah. Don't you like being rewarded for doing something good? Come on now. You, you know, you just sweat your guts out and all of a sudden you're just going to walk away and say, well, that was good. Or <laughs> pat on the back. Hey, man, that was pretty cool. Right? Amen. The message in the last part of Hebrews eleven six 6, it says, because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. God cares enough to respond to you. So many, you know, we're going to get into this. So many people talk, well, don't you care, God? Come on, how many times have you, <laughs> we've all done it. We've done that wine song. Don't you care? Don't you, can't you see what I'm going through right now? You don't care. But he does. He does. But come on, we've all done it. Must be honest, because he knows. <laughs> Mark chapter 4, um, verse 35. And we're going to be in the New Living Translation in that. NLT. <laughs> Amen. Um, Jesus calms the storm, and as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So Jesus gave his word, and we said earlier, his word, his words will not pass away. He didn't stutter, in other words, right? He said, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Verse 36, so they took Jesus in the boat, started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat. It began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And the place of that boat must have been rocking, though. <laughs> Disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care? How many times when we're in the middle of a storm, we go to God, God, don't you care? Can't you see what I'm going through? Don't you know I hurt? I ache. I, 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 I. He says, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Of course he does. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and he said to the water, you ever speak the water? <laughs> Silence, be still. If we're 90% water and we start whining like that, do we have permission to go up to each other and just go, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. So that might work. Let me know who you try it on. <laughs> you go first. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Dana, try it on, on, on Joanne. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know when you wake up because she's going to knock you out. She will show you some of her greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> it will not be good for you. He said, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. A great calm. And then he asked the disciples, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Don't you trust me? Don't you know that I care? Then the disciples are absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the winds and the waves obey him. When storms of life happen, we need to be still. Just calm down. He's got it. Verse, uh, Psalms 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I'm God. Disciples woke Jesus up shouting, don't you care? Don't you care? Of course he does. He cares so much for us. He loves us. He went to the cross. 
Selah. Mark 10, 27, please. Let's go there. Praise the Lord. Mark 10, 27. And Jesus, looking upon them, said, with, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. And we are with God. Amen? Are we not? We are. We're with him. He's with us. And so um, we should be okay. All things are possible. Go back a chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 9, verse 17 in, in Mark, please. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto you my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wherever he, where, wheresoever he takes him, he tears him, and he foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. I spoke to your disciples that they, that they should cast him up, but they could not. They could not. And he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. They brought him, unto the, uh, they brought him to him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tore him, and he fell on the ground and, and wallowed foaming. Trying to put on a show, trying to throw you off your faith. Right? Don't let the devil throw, don't let stuff throw you off your off your mission. Huh. So they brought verse 20, they brought on brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, he, the spirit tore him and he fell to the ground, wallowing and foaming. And he said to he asked his father, uh, how long is it ago since this? Since this came unto him, and he said, of a child, and oftentimes it has cast him into the fire, into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, if you can do anything, are you serious? He can do all things. But he's saying, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Verse 23, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And I like this. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said, with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Come on. He was real. He was like, he, he was real. And we need to get real sometimes because sometimes our, um, uh, our faith isn't where we think it is. We're on our way there. But, you know, hey, we're under construction. Go easy. Go easy. Hmm. Yeah, help my unbelief. Wow. In the New Living, it says, uh, verse 22, have mercy on us and help us if you can. If you can. Of course he can. And verse 23, what do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. That's what, that's really, that's what our prayer should be. Lord, help me overcome my unbelief. Help me to strengthen me in my weak areas where I, come on, we need help. If not, why did Jesus come? The, the Holy Spirit is called to be our, sent to be our helper, right? Uh, in in uh, Mark 9, 24, in the message, it says, then I believe, help me with my doubts. Come on. So in Romans 10, 17, it says, so then, so then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of 
right? Faith comes and doubt leaves, doesn't it? Faith comes, doubt leaves. The more faith comes, the more doubt leaves. Um, New Living says, so faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. When you hear the good news about who Jesus is, um, it's liberating. Faith comes, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, man, we got this. We got this. You're sick in your body. You start hearing about how by his stripes you're healed, made whole. Ooh. Ooh. Even if it doesn't look like it. But we're going to say it anyways. Why? We're planting that seed. Why? It's incorruptible. And we're just going to keep on planting and plant it and plant it and say it and say it and plant it and say it. Why? That's how, that's how faith comes. Come on, that's how it grows. That's what we learned with Charles Caps all those years ago, doing the Faith and Confessions course. Come on. Yep. We said it. We heard it. We said it. We heard it. We said it. We said it. We heard it. We said it. We said it. We heard it. We heard it. Bam. Faith came one day, and all of a sudden the light came on, and we got it. Mm-hmm. The message says, the point is, before you trust, you have to listen. I like that. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. <laughs> and faith begins where the will of God is known. When you know what the will of God is for you concerning any situation, God said it, I believe it, faith comes. God said it, I believe it, faith comes. God said it, I believe it, faith comes. Amen. Hallelujah. So faith begins where the will of God is known. We know that. We know his will. We know his word. His word is, his will and his word are, are one and the same. Are they not? All right, let's go to uh, Luke chapter 5, please. Luke. John Luke. Luke five twelve, New Living. Woo! In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with advanced case of leprosy. An advanced case of leprosy. That means your digits are gone. Your nose is gone. Like you got no fingers, you got stumps, and you, you just messed up. If it's advanced, like it's serious, right? When the man saw Jesus, so I'm reading through this, and it's like, okay, this guy with, a, with an advanced case of leprosy saw Jesus. How did a man with leprosy know who Jesus even was? They couldn't get, he couldn't get around Jesus. When, they, when the soldiers went to arrest him, they had to ask who he was. But this leper knew who he was. How did that happen? It's like, man, like the questions that, that come up, how did, how did he know? Obviously, he did. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed his face to the ground and begging, begging to be healed. He knew that Jesus was a healer. This guy was a leper. He wasn't allowed to be around people. They had to go unclean, unclean, unclean. And they shipped him off to a leper colony. So how did he find, how did he know that Jesus was going to heal him? He had to know something. That something had to be revealed to this man. Don't know. Lord, and he said, Lord, if you're willing, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. How did he know that? There's something. And Jesus reached out and touched him. 
Come on, that man has probably never been touched by a human in his life. Well, ever since he'd been diagnosed with, with leprosy, he was not allowed to be touched by anybody, right? But what's the first thing Jesus did? Reached out and touched him and said, I'm willing. And then he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Verse 14, then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. And he said, go to the priest, let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you've been cleansed. Wow. But despite Jesus' instructions, a report of his power spread even faster. And vast crowds came to hear him preach and be healed of the diseases. Jesus said, I am willing And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And faith begins, what? Where the will of God is known. Amen. Amen. Start to gear down and put on the landing lights. Uh, Isaiah 55. This is good. Faith in the word, faith in your words. Isaiah 55, verse 8. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's why you have to have faith in the word which will bring faith in your words. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. New Living says this in verse 8, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. Far beyond. Message, I don't think the way you think. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? He don't think like us. We want him to, (laughs) but he's trying to get us so that we start thinking like he does because he sees the end from the beginning. Message, I don't think the way that you think. The way you work isn't the way that I work, God's decree. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way that you work. And the way that I think is beyond the way that you think, way beyond. Verse 10, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, I'm King James again, and returns not there, but waters the earth and makes, makes it uh, bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Faith in the word, faith in your words, knowing this, that he said that his word will prosper into the thing where it's being sent. Where you send that word, it will prosper in that area. Amen? Which we know. We've been taught this. This is like by way of review. Um, New Living Translation, verse 11. It is the same with my word. I send it out. It always produces fruit. Always. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Message. So will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. <laughs> They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. Your words on assignment to be completed. The passion, verse 10, as the snow and the rain that fall from heaven do not return until they've accomplished their purpose, soaking the earth, causing it to sprout with new life, providing seed to sow, bread to eat, so also will be the word that I speak. It does not return to me unfulfilled. 
My word performs my purpose and fulfills the mission that I sent it out to accomplish. So we need to be sending this word out on some missions, amen? Oh, yeah. And what is the result of sending that word out? It's in verse 12. For you shall go out with joy and you'll be led forth with peace. When you send that word out and it does not come back void, it, it's, come on now, it's, it's word uh, with a purpose and it will fulfill the mission. Why? And what happens is that you're going to be going out with joy. You'll be led forth with peace. The message says you'll go out in joy. You'll be led into a whole and complete life. You'll be complete. You'll be whole. Send the word out, because it's coming back fulfilled. Amen. Last set of verses. Are you ready? Mark chapter 4, 14, New Living Translation. Woo! The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to, uh, to others. Huh? So that sounds like us. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it away. Verse 16, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. We've seen that. People come in, hey! Then all of a sudden, they get slapped once. Oh, I gotta go, gotta go. Mm Mm-mm. Since they don't have deep roots, we got deep roots. We have real deep roots. They don't last long. We're like palm trees. Storms come. Faith walk continues. Always. They fall away as soon as they have problems and and, or persecuted for believing God's word. Verse 18. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. Verse 20, this is us. The seed that fell on the good soil, we're the good soil, represents those who hear and accept God's word, produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has, as has been planted. That sounds like us. If life and death are in the power of the tongue, and Jesus said that we're going to have what we say, many times we say what we have. I'm sick, I'm broke, I'm busted, I'm disgusted. But God's word coming out of your mouth is just as powerful as his word coming out of his mouth. When you know that, we've got faith in the word. We have faith in his word. So we qualify for that. And I I just, there's a word remember. And we do that every time we do communion. Remember, do this, remember, remember. And and as I just started writing down a couple of things. Remember, how great is your God? When the storms of life happen, remember. How great is your God? It's not a question, it's a statement. When you think about the Lord, what he's brought you through, in the past, think about all the times that he's brought you through stuff. My goodness. Remember what spirit you were made of. Remember when Jesus fed the multitudes and he said you lack nothing. Well, he'll take care of you. Greater is he that is in you. There's a greater one living in you. He said, do this remembrance in remembrance of me. This do. David fought a lion. He fought a bear. And he fought a giant. 
God brought him through it all. Remembrance is making, this is good, making present the past, which can never remain merely past, but it becomes effective in the present. When you bring forth those past victories, what it does, it becomes present in your your current situation. I fought a lion. What is this? I fought a bear. What is that? I fought, I beat a, I showed a, a, a giant how to get ahead in life. Come on. If he did it once, he'll do it again. Now is the time. Now is the place. Now is faith. Now I believe. Now we receive. That's us. That should be our walking, our marching thing. Now is the time. Now is the place. Now is faith. Now we believe. Now we receive. Amen. So be it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Father, we thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, that uh, this seed was sown into great soil today. Great soil today. We send forth your word today. We thank you, Lord. Send out prosperity. Send out your blessing, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bless your people today with healing, wholeness, deliverance, jobs and better jobs, checks in the mail. Lord, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for showing up in our lives again, again. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday. Woohoo! Amen. Praise the Lord. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.